Hey friends, are you ready to become recognizable online in a sea of competition? There's so much to a brand, including your personality, how it evolves, the why to your brand, and how it relates to others. Today on the show, my guest Randy Herbertson shares what you need to nail in your brand to stand out, some common mistakes he sees entrepreneurs making, and he gives his best advice. Randy is a recognized brand strategist with over 20 years of marketing and innovation experience in the client, agency, and media world, from entrepreneurship to corporate environments. And most recently, Randy has worked in the boutique agency world, owning and operating two firms, including The Visual Brand, founded in 2013. He has a strong expertise in social media, digital innovation, packaging, industrial, and environmental design. Grab your pen and paper and get ready for some epic brand tools to add to your brand arsenal. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into Instagram, personal branding, marketing hacks, and content creation strategies, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now podcaster and coach. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee or wine, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. And today, I'm really excited about this episode. I think you guys are going to dig it because we are going to talk about how to distinguish your brand in a sea of competition. I know all of you want to stand out online. You want that superior brand. And my friend Randy here is going to help you do that. So Randy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Allison. Great to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well. And I know that you have a plethora of ideas. You have so much experience. So Randy, before we get into branding and strategy, I would love for you to tell us about your background and how you got started in branding. Uh, Sure thing, Allison. So uh, I uh, got my degrees in college in graphic design and actually marketing international business. So kind of a little bit of a right brain, left brain. Uh, But I started my career in in new products and uh, worked both on the the client side, on the media side, uh, agency side, and decided uh, before COVID, long before COVID, to move my business from New York City to Westport, Connecticut, where I'm currently in a converted post office, uh, realizing that my clients were all over the world, didn't matter where I was, and I could find good people anywhere. Uh, so really, uh, my business has always been focused on that, you know, is helping brands and services, you know, products and services uh, come to life. And a big part of this, and this is something I think we'll talk about, and this started even when I was a brand manager doing awful, what we called brand plans every year and creating, you know, 300 page documents that nobody read. It's come up with a very simple way and a very iterative way to identify a brand and to really create, you know, literally a working tool that we could use every day. Because honestly, that's one of the biggest issues anybody has is not only how do I keep consistent with what I'm doing, but how do I stay on brand? You know, And we find as an agency, honestly, when we create that common language, it's easier to work with a client because then we can say, so this is what we're trying to do and this is why we're doing it. The why is the most important word. And for someone doing it on their own, the same thing they can go, Okay, I said I'm supposed to be X. Am I being that? You know, mm-hmm. and how do I, you know, make that new? So 
we call it a brand foundation or a messaging foundation. It's uh, literally, I'm already jumping into this part. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, keep uh, going. <laughs> but uh, it's literally 12 pages long, you know, uh, 12 digital pages, by the way. Um, but, and it's not complete. It takes some thinking to do it, but it's a really great exercise. And it's honestly something that anybody really can do on their own. Uh, it's something we do a lot for clients. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, it's, it's, it's built on classical things like what are your emotional and functional drivers? You know, what is your brand proposition? What is for because? And it gets down to what we call your brand vocabulary. What are the words? And this, by the way, gets very important when you get into digital media that you use frequently that have a specific meaning for you. Okay. They're not invented words, but they're just words that mean something to you. So, you know, for instance, uh, we, we have a, we had a, a client in, in the makeup business and one of their uh, driving words, and it's funny, makeup, it's kind of serious. People say it's fun, it's not. Makeup's kind of, kind of hard work and serious. And it's got a lot of baggage attached to it, right? So we realized this brand really fun was a really critical word to what their whole thing was about. So fun became a really defining moment for them. You know, it became everything you did say, so is this fun or is, are we taking yourself too seriously? You know, and that would be anything from product development to the way they communicated. Um, and, you know, so it could be very, very simple. But uh, what's great about that, too, it's a living document. You, you continue to evolve and change it. You know, they always say it's great SEO to use words and context and consistency. But, you know, sometimes people do that and they don't really, you know, create what I call a communication code. So when you say things a certain way, they should mean something to people, you know, um, and that, you know, that's a critical part of communication. I love that. And I, I have kind of a follow-up question that, to you because you were talking about language and the word brand or branding. Do you find that in today being in the online space that when people hear the word branding or brand or brand identity, some entrepreneurs will just get sick of that term and roll their eyes at it. But in reality, it is like the foundation of your business and you truly need to understand it. Do you find that you see that now these days? Absolutely. And, and truthfully, your brand really is a personified brand, which is also a marketing term. But the reality of brand is a really brand is three dimensional. You know, it's got a personality, you know, mm -hmm. matter what you're doing. And that personality comes out the way you visualize it as well as the way you, you, you do it in copy. So, you know, again, even part of our brand foundation is brand personality, which is built off of, you know, your emotional drivers, your functional drivers, who you are. Um, so it's, it's important to think that, you know, we all look at brands that we say, wow, they're so successful and they're so consistent, like Apple and whatever. And the reality is they're very, very specific in how they, in the way they communicate. Yeah. And even when they evolve, they evolve. They don't like completely go, oh, I'm going to do something totally different and no one's going to recognize it unless, of course, it's not working. Um, so that's really important. So what is your advice for entrepreneurs when they are getting into building a business, right? We all want to build a business and, you know, find our space online. What do you think is like the number one thing entrepreneurs need to nail to be able to stand out online? So the, a couple of different things. For starters, uh, there, well, let's say there's three things. Number one is really understanding 
what the plat the, what the form of communication or the why of communication behind each platform. So people say, oh, I'll go on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, no, 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 I do the same thing on all of them. You don't do the same thing on all of them. People come to each one of those platforms for different purposes. Facebook is a community platform, okay? So it's very personal, it's storytelling, uh, it's, uh, it's longer form narrative, you know, that kind of thing, that's, that's Facebook. Instagram is really interest, right? You're there for short bites. And uh, what I would say, there's broadcast and journalists on Instagram. Journalists are things that don't care about their audience. Broadcasters want to get a big audience. Broadcasters need to be more narrow in what they do. You know, they need to literally have some specific things that people go, oh, all right, that's why I'm going to look at that brand or that person. Um, you know, Pinterest is also interest as well, but it's also associative interest. So it's okay to say, not just this is what I do, but these are other things that I like. Okay. So, you know, saying my brand inspiration comes beyond just me, you know, this is all part of my world, but it's not directly me. Um, you know, LinkedIn is a business platform. So look at LinkedIn is, is storytelling in a different way. You're not going in LinkedIn, frankly, to, you know, to tell your, you know, your long sentimental story. Okay. You're looking at it for a different purpose. And in honestly too, I, Twitter is a news platform. You know, if you don't do, if you're not being topical or if you can't create a topical weave into what you're doing, don't bother. You know, it's not really there to, 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 to create a story. It's not really an interest platform in the same way. So that's number one. And then number two really, and, um, and again, this is the evolution of what's happened is, you know, you know words, pictures and motion are all important. The, 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 it's definitely moved towards motion. So doing things with, with video or other kinds of things is important. It creates more attention across all these platforms. You know, we do that for clients more and more and more, you know, because motion captures the eye. And it used to be years ago, we said, don't do it without a picture. So, so, so that's really important. The other thing that's first evolved there, particularly on Facebook and other places, is commerce, is having a direct link to commerce. You know, that is okay. That was, took a long time to evolve. But if you're trying to sell them something, even uh, an offer of something early on, like a trial, uh, it, it's a really good place to do it. Um, the last piece I would tell you is that you can't get too frustrated if it's not just working organically. Um, because honestly, you're kind of speaking to yourself and your small audience there. Yes, you can get some growth organically, but again, that's like that magic potion of you know virality that may happen. You got to do a little promoted posting, and it doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money. It's really good to start small. You know, spending fifty bucks, you know, and 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 trying to build an audience on Facebook, they would think uh, and Instagram lookalike audiences that you could do it very simply to where that works. Okay, do a lookalike. So the people that responded to me here, let's go to a bigger audience like those people. Um, but not building that doesn't get you to to new people. And frankly, across all the platforms uh, we've talked about, uh, you, you can do that. You know, and be successful. Um, the other really thing, big thing I would tell you, and, you know, and again, we do this certainly for clients, when you think about the way you're going to post um, over time, you know, like over a month, whatever, number one, plan it. Mm -hmm. Don't just randomly and say, okay, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Because <laughs> again, people, particularly people who have some level of interest in you will start coming to you for certain reasons. Okay. Like we think of like throwback Thursday, blah, blah, blah. So really successful brands do A, things with some regularity, like every Tuesday, I'm going to do this, okay? 
I'm going to do this on Tuesdays. And frankly, the audiences start get to know that this is what you do on Tuesdays. It's cool. You know, it's my founder's moment. It's my, you know, find of the week. It's whatever it happens to be. Uh, the second thing is also nice to have story arcs where you're going to talk about a specific thing for a period of time, for a week or whatever. And you can do that across your different platforms. That's sometimes easier to do, but also it's a really great way to carry people to different places um, in your communication stream. And all that just takes is a little bit of planning. Don't do it like I said the day of. Plan for next month. And the nice thing on all these platforms, you can post it for the whole month. You know, it's it's very, very simple. So then it's off your plate, okay? And then get it out there. Um, the other thing too, I, I would say not to get too carried away with is you don't get a lot of comments, okay? You want eyeballs, you want views, you want clicks and stuff like that. But if, you know, if people, oh, they're not commenting and so it's not engaging. Yes, commenting is great. Commenting nine times out of 10 is things that who cares about. Uh, but we're less about that. Do care about engagement, but not necessarily about commenting. And I think helpful? too, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think too, that you, you nailed it with the commenting. Cause I get that complaint a lot. Like, you know, I have great content and I'm not getting the comments, but it's, you almost need to go like behind the scenes and look at your analytics to see your views, see what's getting shared, see what's getting saved. Cause a lot of times you're going to have people like silently watching you and consuming your content and you don't even know it for like almost months to like a year in. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you've been watching me for that long. <laughs> exactly. That's most people. You know, I had an interesting experience uh, uh, during COVID. I started a blog kind of randomly because I uh, was on Pinterest actually, because I, as a creative person, I love that as creative inspiration. And I put up a post and it got a whole bunch of views. And then Pinterest wrote me and said, you got to take this down because you didn't put a website on it. But, so I said, I'll just put my company website. They said, no, nope, doesn't work. So long short of it, I started a blog. But then, and again, uh, to be really truthful, I'm a little bit on a little bit of a hiatus this summer posting on it, but it's, it's had up to a million views in a month on Pinterest. But like you said, what's really interesting, even with the analytics they provide you is to see what's happened. You know, I do have new followers out of that. But I also, I have people who just look at it regularly who don't follow me, you know, right. who, uh, yeah, which, which is kind of cool. And I don't have a lot of comments, but I get a lot of views, you know, and also there you get a lot of saves, which is nice too, because that means people go, okay, that was meaningful. Um, I, I saved it. Um, and, you know, those have, you know, not at those levels, but have translated to, to views on the, on the blog as well. Um, yeah, so the, the other, I like a little piece of advice too. I think sometimes, particularly as a founder, it's hard to say what I want to say in a few words. So if you can't say in a few words, chapter it. Oh, absolutely, chapter it. Say I'm going to tell you this point now. Now, and I'm going to tell you the rest of it later. We just literally, for a mompreneur actually uh, yesterday, who's uh, with her husband is launching a. She's re they've reinvented the underwear bra. I'll tell you, it's so very interesting. We literally filmed them uh, the other day to telling their story. Um, and it was very fun and it was a very clear, you know, on how they did it, but full length, this was going to be like a 20 minute video. And I'm going to say, this is not social media, right? So it, a longer version is going to go on their website, but then we're going to chapter it. They're going to answer different questions or have different responses. And that's going to work really, really well on social. Cause honestly, people may want, they will want to know more of the story. Right. But honestly, when I'm sitting and watching a post, I don't want to watch 20 minutes. Right. I'm not going to commit to that. 
I might be when I go to your website, right? I've already gone to your website and I've looked through. Yes, great. I want to see the whole thing. But uh, when I'm just on social media, I want to get a bite-sized piece. And I think that is really crucial to understand who your audience is too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think people want to put out long form content, let's say on Instagram, but really, Insta- you know, people are on there, they are flying through their news feeds so fast that they don't want to pay attention more than probably a minute <laughs> to read your content. <laughs> yeah. And a minute is long. They will do a minute, you know, and like in, in stories too, I think it's interesting as we've all watched people do, you know, more and more stories on Instagram. Uh, Dove Drive Me Crazy is the person that does a story with 92 pictures yes. and you're clicking, 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 clicking. Yeah, that gets a little annoying. So, but you know, having more than one or two is okay as well, or having a video in, in that is okay. But just again, yeah, know what your audience tolerance is. Because the truth is the people who are getting there are not yet your committed audience, right? Right. Yeah, they are um, maybe interested in you. Maybe they've seen you before, but your committed audience is coming to your website or and doing other things. So you have to, to recognize that. So Randy, what do you think are some of the common mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when they are developing and growing a brand online? Um, I, well, number one, I think the, the biggest mistake is having a, a panic of, of not creating enough content. Okay. There's this odd that, oh my God, I need to do more. I need to create more. And this is huge angst to that. So it's right-sizing your content, you know, and how often you communicate you don't have to be putting something up every day. People don't want to hear from you every day, okay? Uh, and also, the, like I said earlier, it's not planning it, really planning it. Because if you really think about the way you want to get, communicate, uh, you know, there may be seasonality what you do. There may be topic ability. You know, the place that actually is sort of interesting is sometimes when you look at the world around us, you can go, you know what? There's something happening in the world, and what I'm doing is sort of connected to it great to create that connection as long as it's not an artificial connection mm-hmm. you know uh that that's fine that might happen not in, in a forward planning sort of standpoint so that that's 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 the big thing the other thing that would i tell you and this is a really common thing is don't really quickly tell me what you are and what you do and why i've looked at so many websites particularly from people who have a brilliant idea and i go to what they've done on the website and go i can't tell what you do you know your homepage should tell me what you do and why you do it. You can give me more details later. Um, and the problem sometimes, and this again comes up with people idea, it's half the stories inside your head. It's not all out of what you put out there. So you're completing the story yourself because you know the whole story, but you're not communicating it that way. So a great thing to do is to show it to people who have nothing to do with your business and say, you know, and who don't even know your business. So, so when you read this or look at this, can you tell what I do? And they'll go, Mm, yeah, I could totally do it. Or I don't have any idea. That's really good advice. Yeah, I like that. So what do you think is your like number one tip or advice for entrepreneurs who really want to hone in on their brand and let's say their personality? Because I think that might be the hardest part about growing a brand is right. we talk about your personality is a huge part of it. And I think a lot of people, they immediately will think, well, I'm not super outgoing or I'm not really funny. So I don't know. So I don't have a personality for my brand. What do you say to that? (laughs) Every brand has a personality. And by the way, it may not be your personality. That's also key. Founders sometimes get very tied into what they're doing, saying, 
my brand is me, okay? And, the, and sometimes maybe it is, but there are a lot of times it's not. It's something that may be the anti-you, right? Or something completely different than you. But I think you nailed it, Dallas. And I think under, you know, every brand has a personality. And again, that comes through with the way you visualize it and definitely the way you write about it. So being very mindful of, of that. Yeah, and like I said, even we use very classical tools to help people do that and that are very simple. I would also say really important, usually founders are really good at certain things, but not everything. So ask for advice. You know, if you can pay for advice, definitely pay for advice. If you can't pay for advice, find friends, associate families, referrals, and get that advice because uh, not everybody does everything, you know, and that's the biggest thing is founders feel like they have to do everything. Okay. And the reality is, they can't do everything. In fact, the, the objectivity of being able to get advice is important too. You know, like I said, even like I said earlier, just literally saying, okay, I've, you know, gone to Squarespace and created this little site, showing it to a bunch of people that don't, tell me what I do. <laughs> You'll learn a lot just from that. People will say, oh, because you seem really aggressive. Oh, really? That's not what I intended to be, you know? So it's good to get advice. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And you know what? I think you and I could probably talk all day long about branding and techniques and tips and strategies, but of course we don't want our audience to be sitting here all day with us. So Randy, where can the audience connect with you so they can learn more? So uh, my company website is thevisualbrand.com and I am Randy, R-A-N-D-Y at Visual Brand. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will make sure that all of your information is in the show notes. You guys make sure you connect with Brandy because I think he just has such a brilliant mind and a brilliant take on creating a brand and really to help you stand out in the sea of competition. So thanks again, Randy. Thanks, Allison. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love today's episode, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs and leave a review. Your review helps grow the show. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies and hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.